This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. And the pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? And 29 other MLB clubs. Ramirez with a drive to deep right, away back, goal! Go hey! It's a bomb out there by the Rocks. And boy, oh boy, this third inning is now showtime. It is a judgy in blast. All rise. Here comes the judge. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From humidors to spin rates to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to A's Cast Live as we've got another great show for you getting ready for A's baseball. Who do the athletics have today? And are we going to get rain? Uh, I haven't heard anything about rain, but we're playing your favorite players team. Ooh, my, my favorite team? Your fi- well, your favorite players team. That'd be the great George Brett and the Kansas ah. City Royals. The, did they win? Oh, they did they get rained out yesterday? Uh, great question. I didn't look to see if they played. The Kansas City Royals are fourteen and two. They're get to Vegas and put some cash on the Royals. Yeah, they're and that Bobby Wood Jr. is playing for Team USA, I believe too. He's not even there. Don't need him. Uh, the hot, Royals, hot young talents, overrated. We got we got who we need there in KC. Fourteen and five, and they lost to the Rangers yesterday, four three. So how are they playing? And we got rained out. Uh, I don't know. Where, where How they? far? I mean, that's my poor Arizona knowledge. How far it, were we at Ho Were we at Ho Ho Cam yesterday? Uh, n- yes. How and far a surprise from Ho Ho Cam? Well, they're playing. At, is that where the Rangers play? Is that a surprise? They're playing at the Rangers Park, and the Rangers play. Yeah, the Rangers played surprise. So let's pull up the old Google Maps. How far a surprise from Ho Ho Cam, where we have a rain out in one spot and no rain and a full game in another? Or maybe we didn't really want to play. All right, it is from Hohokam to Surprise Stadium. It is uh, oh, it's fifty miles. Oh, that's a long way. So, all right. Well, maybe maybe it was raining in you know in Mesa, and it wasn't. It is the desert. It is a whole <laughs> different ball game. Uh, Gary Brown from the Pirates is going to join us today as we'll talk about the Buckos. Uh, and then Johnny D will join us at 1230 to talk about, uh, you know, going to be interesting of what the catch. We've talked about a lot of different battles. We really haven't gotten into the uh, catching situation with the athletics as Man- Manny Pena is going to see a doctor who performed the surgery on his left wrist. He's got discomfort going on, had surgery last May, missed the rest of the season. And it makes you kind of, and and that n- normally not a battle that anybody's really all that concerned about, but uh, backup catcher, and really what that brings into play, I'm not buying it. Is he's still there? Is Tyler Sodestrom, and he's been catching a lot. Obviously, I. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play into that. Well, does he make the team? Does he make the roster? I mean, this guy is the future of the Oakland Athletics. He is the future, probably at first base. He's the future middle of the order player. I'm not looking at him as a backup catcher. 
nor do I want him here. I'm willing. I'm not as much as I want to talk about wins and I want to do the Ace Clubhouse show. What's the number again? 833-625-6225. Let me finish. Uh, Say it's on there. 833-625-2278. That's off the top of my head. Is that correct? That is correct. I got to start getting in shape. 833-625-2278. If you call that number now, no one will answer. Well, actually, maybe Robert Costa. Robert might be there because of the game. You know what? Call Robert Costa, see how he's doing. 833-625-2278. But this year is not the year. Am I out of line here? I'm going to have fun. I think we got some players to watch. And uh, Paul Severino is going to join us tomorrow. We talked to him earlier this morning. The name might sound familiar. One of the terrific broadcasters on MLB Network who now does play-by-play for the Marlins. We talked about J.J. Blade with him and what he thinks as a guy that got to watch him for the, I'm guessing here, 68 to 65 games that Blade played last year Yeah, for the Marlins. Yeah. Somewhere know. in that range. It was 60-something. Um, he likes him a lot. So we'll we'll get into that. We got some exciting players to watch. I mean, obviously, Bladé's not going to start t- with us, but I'm not going to sacrifice the growth of Tyler Soderstrom of playing every single day, getting at bats every single day, so he can be here and we can say, "Yay, he's here! He's backup catcher and he's going to play a little bit." I'm not. I'm not. I mean, Shea Langelier is going to play every day. Noda's won the job basically at first base. Aguilar is going to DH. You're going to see how that dynamic goes. I want Tyler getting at bats every single day, playing every single day for the great Fran Reardon down in Las Vegas. Leader of men. And when the time comes for Tyler to take the job and he comes up, he comes up and never goes down again. That, that to me, if if – David Force calls me, which he does all the time. It's amazing. I mean, David Force calls me constantly. It's like, David, I'm golfing. I mean, really? Can't you guys build this roster on your own? So, you know, but I, if he, when he calls me, I'm going to be like, this is what I would do. I'm not – I. what's the point of having Tyler as he can catch and play some first? And, uh, I want him playing every day hitting third. Down at AAA, and when you think he is ready to play every day, you clear the deck and say, "Kid, this is your show. Take it from here." I'm not. I'm not. I'm not having Tyler sit the bench and be a backup catcher. That's just. That's just to me. That would not be smart, as our friend Brian Kinney says on MLB Now. When I can't wait for it to come back. Um, GMing, that wouldn't be smart. GMing to me, it's taking your your number one prize guy and have him sit more than he plays at the big league level versus playing every day at AAA. Also, news: we got major break. Do you have the breaking news sounder? We're not going to go to that right now, but just have it ready. Yeah, I'll have it ready. Uh, Paul Blackburn, another thing. Paul Blackburn now has a fingernail problem. I, this is news to me. I, I saw Martin's piece on uh, Athletics.com and. According to him, it says here, Blackburn played light catch on March 14th with no issue, but he's still nowhere close to being able to grip a baseball 
to throw pitch per manager Mark Hotze. Unable to throw pitches until the nail, uh, what do you call it, evolution? Is that what do you call it when you talk with your fingernail? Yeah, A-V-U-L-S-I-O-N. On his right middle finger fully heals. The 2022 All-Star, who was a favorite to make the opening day start for the Oakland, for Oakland on March 31st, the Angels, will likely not be ready to start the season. So that's troubling. I didn't know he had a – I know he's working on ch- throwing the change up a lot more to right-handers this, op- this spring training, but, I mean, a fingernail issue? I, this is news to me. Uh, I put in a flusion, and you know what came up? And I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it. Do you know what it came up? A flusion – Fracture, but that's of the foot. Okay, losing a toenail or fingernail because of an injury is called evolution. Evolution. The nail may maybe maybe completely or partially torn uh, off after trauma to the area. I've 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 had an evolution of my right big toe. Uh, a teammate of mine, I was wearing turfs. Turfs are the shoes that you wear that were for, that were created for astroturf. And, of course, pitchers, we, we would wear those because we'd run in them and everything. Um, stepped, and his, and his spike went right through my shoe, and the nail of my big toe split in the middle. And we could play this game someday if we had callers, where you have stories where you, you, in, you end the story with, and there was blood everywhere. <laughs> Everybody has a story like that, right? Oh, we were, I was out when I was a kid, and I was riding my bike, and, and my buddy flipped over the handlebars, and he hit his face and his teeth, and then you know what? There was blood everywhere. We could do a segment like that. It's a fun little segment to play on talk radio. Yeah, my whole shoe had to go to the doctor. The whole They had to remove the nail. It was so, uh, yeah, that's painful. That is definitely painful. I started I started having issues with my my nails and then I started putting collagen in my coffee every day and my nails have been solid ever since. So I, I come on, man, a nail? Well, it was a finger it was a finger last year. But that was like a real injury. Yeah, and then this is a fingernail thing that it as Martine put on athletics.com will likely not be ready to start the regular season. This was last updated yesterday. Well, uh, does that does there go your six man rotation? Maybe it still is a six man rotation. Someone just takes Blackbird's spot. God. All right, that's not good. But you know what? That is that is really not. We're bearing the lead today. Breaking news. Live from the ABC Sports Desk in New York, I'm Chris Townsend. Ten minutes before this show started, I was sitting right here. You were not here. I was here. And CBSSports.com sent sent out to all of our phones. They were the first to have it. Edwin Diaz, injury update. Mets closer likely out. Uh, likely out for the 2023 MLB season after hurting knee during WBC celebration. The Mets will likely be without their closer. Billy Epler, the GM of the Mets, friend of the program, announced Thursday that DS suffered a patellar tendon, a patellar tendon injury in his right knee during the celebration. We'll have surgery on Thursday 
and the recovery timeline is generally eight months. How long is the baseball season? Let's see. We won't cut March. There's only one game for us. So April, May, June, July, August, September. Six. Five. Five. Six is about six with with playoffs. So, yeah. Well, the timeline for recovery recovery is eight. So, he'll be ready in December. He'll be ready for next spring training. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, can you raise your glass, please? Raise your glass and say, you know what? The WBC, it was great to have you. But the WBC, pour one out for my for my friends, as they like to say, uh, it is all over. The WBC will never, ever, ever be the same. Edwin Diaz, everybody's fear that having elite players playing games that really don't matter, that this is a made-up event for Major League Baseball. I've been all for it. It's great for growing the game internationally. It's great to have baseball going. What we think is meaningful games. I was watching it last night. I was even watching. Where were you? You were probably sleeping. I was scouting Australia-Cuba last night from the Tokyo Dome. Uh, no, I wasn't watching. I watched the U.S. game, and then I had to go celebrate a birthday. I was watching it. I watched a little bit of the U. Captain America, Mike Trout. Um, yeah, this is this is the fear. And when I say this kills the WBCS, I mean, excuse me, the WBC. I just mixed the WBCS. And, well, what you think college football? I don't know. NCAA tournament started this morning. George is on my mind. Um, yeah, congratulations. Hey, happy March Madness, baby. Sorry, I was watching. Uh, who was I was just I was watching? Maryland and WVU. That's, that was the first the game. In West the- Virginia to the average folk. Yeah, and then uh, Virginia and Form- Furman are playing right now. That's Is Virginia a- going to gag again? Please don't. I, I, I'm a sucker for them in the tournament every year. The great Tony Bennett. Oh, you're a big college basketball guy? Well, Tony, I like Tony Bennett, their coach. Former Washington not State Not the coach. singer? No, not him. He's fine. Uh... You're talking about a guy just signed a five-year, $102 million contract on a team that's like World Series or bust. Anybody, is it me? World, I mean, Met, 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 Mets. Mets have been talking a big game. Mets are like the Padres. They've been talking a big game. Mets are World Series or bust. Here they were leading their division last year through the majority of the year. Oh, just wait till we get DeGrom and Scherzer healthy. Well, they got DeGrom and Scherzer healthy, went down to Atlanta, and got swept. And the Braves took the division. Then they got to host the Padres. And they got beat two straight games in their home yard with DeGrom and with Scherzer. Now this offseason, Steve Cohen, Uncle Steve, he's got all this money. We're just going to outspend everybody. Ah, uh, they don't care about the luxury tax. You're now going into because this guy. I mean, obviously, what he did last year, and that there's a reason why he got all those Cy Young votes because he Timmy Trumpet and he came out and he was electric. He's gone. He's gone for the year. Your ace closer is gone for the year. A's fans, 1989. How would you feel? Dennis Eckersley is out for the year. Because of a WBC game. This is the worst fear Major League Baseball owners had. 
Like they were like, okay, okay, Rob. I don't know. Was this Rob's idea? No, because this started. This started in like 06. So that when C-League was still in office. All right, bud. All right, baseball. All right, New York. How about that? How about New York? Ma- yeah, Manhattan. Madison Avenue. You guys want to start this? We'll play along. We'll we'll try. Well, we won't discourage our top players from going. We'll 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 kind of sit back and cringe while it's going on. Owners do not care. I mean, the owners like the game growing internationally. They like the money that they get. But how do you think Steve Cohen feels right now? That he up, you know, a lot of people say don't pay big money for closers. He just paid $102 million and his closer is out for the year. I'm telling you right now, what's this, every four years? I think it's every three. It's supposed to be every three. Every, oh, because of COVID? Yeah. Every three years, you're, you're now, it's going to be minor league players. You're going to have, and, and you wonder why all these top pitchers don't want to play in it? It's death to the beat WBC. And it's not even in the championship game. It's not even in the field of play. It's celebrating. And oh. not and not, not that we're going to put these guys in bubble wrap. I mean, you can get hurt at any point. I understand that. But at least if you're getting hurt playing for me and in training camp, you're playing for me. This is not even this is an injury of a celebration. This is going to go down. Kendry's Morales changing his career after that grand slam that was on a Saturday on the Fox game of the week, jumping on home plate. <laughs> Aubrey Huff blew out his knee, jumping over the railing for a celebration with the Giants. I mean, but whatever. You just lost your closer for the year, and he wasn't even with you. He was at this quarterfinals game. This will give everybody reason to say, yeah, I don't want you going. Hey, you want to take our minor leaguers? Great. You know, like Jordan Diaz, our guy, made the last out against the United States yesterday. You know, it's great experience for him. That's who, that, that's who this will be for. This will be for these guys. That, that's, who, that's what the WBC will become. It'll become lesser players. I mean, there's already some of these teams you have no idea who these guys are. But, yeah, the star players, especially pitchers, yeah, I, 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 it'll be dramatically different, and this will be what they use. This will be – it'll be, hey, you don't want to be Edwin Diaz. I don't want you to be Edwin Diaz. I mean, look at, look, look at somebody like Clayton Kershaw. Couldn't even get the insurance to play in this thing. The insurance, the insurance was so expensive, baseball didn't want to pay it, and he didn't want to pay it. You're not going to spend millions of dollars on insurance. I mean, that's what supposedly it was. It was a lot of money to insure his contract. Obviously, he's got some – he's pitched a long time. There's a lot going on, that arm, that shoulder, and that elbow. But you're not going to pay that kind of money for that kind of insurance to pitch a, just two times or whatever it would be. Now what's the insurance going to be? Now that you have someone, you know, you have the insurance in case something like this happens. How about the insurer now will have to pay the insurance on, I don't know exactly how that works. I'm not in the the insurance business. But Edwin Diaz, if he's making $20 million a year, 
Or what? What is he making? What? what what's the average annual value of this year? Uh, let's see. What's he made? What are they going to have to insure for this year? What are the Mets going to get? Like the Mets care. Seventeen point two five million, according to what I found. Seventeen million. That's his base salary plus a two million, like two point four million dollars salary or signing bonus. So, saying his payroll salary is like nineteen point six. You think an insurance company's thrilled about that? Uh, most likely not. Death to the WBC, as you know it. Trying, like, desperately to get the best players to play. And and, and, and I talked to a future Hall of Famer and Max Scherzer. I mean, I can just see it now. Get my guy Tim Kirchin back to uh, Port St. Lucie or where the hell are they train? He's in Arizona right now. But where do they train with the Mets train? I think that's right. I talked to a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, to go talk to that future Hall of Famer. Max Scherzer's going to say, told you so. Well, remember, he wanted it done during the All-Star break or in the middle of the season when that's even worse, I think, to have guys go. I just – it's 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 foolish. It's like getting hurt at the Pro Bowl, right? It's like it's it's like a guy getting hurt. That, that's why they don't go full go in the All-Star game in the NBA and hockey. And it's, just, it's, it's like, hey, let's just kind of – you know, because it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's just these games are just, I mean, I if I was a Mets fan, I'm crushed today. If this was us, let's just say we had the, what's their payroll at? The Mets? 265. I don't, know. I don't I think know. it's higher than that. It's not 300. I, think I, can, I mean, I can look it up. Whatever their payroll is and the expectations of the New York Mets, Apparently, according to Cots, they have roughly $364 million committed to the payroll for 2023. And that's including with the luxury tax stuff included. Oh, my God. Hey, good news. More breaking news coming from The Athletic. Good news. Umpires' inspections of pitchers' hands and fingers will be more frequent and thorough this year. Oh. Great news. Great news. I saw a thing earlier, too, that uh, the, the umpires can now – see what the replay people are doing in the back in New York uh, via Zoom. So they're going to have, like, iPads on the field. With so are they, are they going to be able to tell us I, what they're looking at? I think it still comes down to the guy in the replay chair makes a decision in New York. You know you know what somebody needs to – and actually I have a buddy who's a former police captain, big-time A's fan, who they've created this, like, hand X-ray thing that they can X-ray and see exactly what you got in your pockets and everything. So it's like whether you could use that at a ball game, at the airport or whatever, they have this new thing that they've patent pending. And the, you know, I mean, wouldn't it be nice if we just had something that the uh, put your hands out. I like an app or something, put your hand so people can see it. And I could just go like this. All right. There's nothing on your hands. Yeah. Instead, yeah. instead of me feeling you and touching your hair, I guess do the app. And I could be like, all right, you're good. Or, you know, like in the movies, like you put something or, or like a, a CSI thing, and all of a sudden there's a weird light blue thing on your hands. Oh, you're talking about the, 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 the what do they call that, black light? That yeah. You, the people use CSI, yeah. there's that weird, wait yeah. a minute, we got some body fluid yeah. here. There's residue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait a minute, we got, you know. That's what we need. We need every up to have like some type of device where you can just scan your scan your hands, scan your jersey, scan you, and see. Nope, you're clean. 
I mean, the fact that we're so, we're, we're, hey, Musgrove, you, you look a little sweaty here. I mean, but, man, I, I feel for Edwin Diaz. I mean, that's bad for our game, right? Timmy Trumpet, the New York City, I mean, uh, Queens, place going nuts. Here comes Timmy Trumpet. Yeah, we're the excitement. Mr. and Mrs. Matt are playing the trumpet. I mean, it's a show. We're in the entertainment business. And the Mets are supposed to be one of the good teams in baseball and you just took their closer away. That's brutal. Once again, think if that was us. Think if we were a powerhouse, we had all this money, and all of a sudden our closer just got hurt in the WBC. Do you know how pissed we would be? We wouldn't be like, ah, well, you could get hurt anywhere else. We would not be that. We as A's fans would be angry. We would be angry. Why was he even playing in this? This is ridiculous. It's a stupid exhibition. That's what we would be saying. That's fact. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned the part about how, you know, I've seen the only people I've heard say so far that it could happen anytime is they asked Trout and Mookie Betts about it last night. That's stupid. Well, you get hurt doing anything. All right. Okay. I want you to save that. Can you save that for me? What, that audio? Yeah. I have it, yeah. Yeah, I want you to save that. And then in three years when no one's playing in it, I want you to go back and replay that and tell me how that ages. Save it. Save it. Tell me how many big-time contract guys will be playing in the WBC three years from now. Can't imagine it'll be many. Save that. Save that audio. Let's see how it ages. Put it in the old vault. Mark the – no, I can't mark the tape. I already have it. Cut. It's like putting a piece of meat, let it age for 24 days. <laughs> Let's let that thing age. By the way, Maestro's, by the way, Valley Fair. Maestro's is a real fancy, nice steakhouse. All steakhouses are, for the most part, fancy. But this is a nice one. Uh, they're, they've got a few places around the country. Uh, do they have one in the city? I think they have one in San Francisco. I'd eaten in the one in L.A. in Beverly Hills, which is beautiful. Uh, they're now in Valley Fair. The place is legit. And I also figured out something. I just can't take it down 33 ounces of beef. I heard you tell Paul that. I can't. It's the chef, chef's choice bone-in ribeye. Chef's choice bone-in ribeye. I can go get it. I still have the buy. I mean, it was like this big. It was it, with the big bone, of course, bone-in. I can go get it. I still have, like, that much and the bone. I mean, it's like I had no chance with all the with all the appetizers because you know the wife wants out. Well, let's get some let's get some tuna and let's get. I mean, uh, and then I had lobster bisque, and then by the time the steak came out, I'm like, oh wow, I got no shot at that. Thirty three ounces. How many pounds is that? Mm. Let's see. Because I've how many ounces. It's about two pounds. Yeah. Like, I was going to take down two pounds of prime ribeye in one sitting. There's not a chance anymore. I don't have that in me. That would have been, been tough. That would have been tough to pull off. Yeah. I just don't. So, it was a great birthday dinner. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm at a point where I have to realize that. Because you still owe me a steak dinner for saying that no pitcher would throw 200 innings last year. And my man, Sandy Alcantara, did that easily for me and what, six or seven other guys? I was going to say he did it easily for you about six or seven starts. And that's what it felt that's, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sandy Alcantara is not a five and dive guy, thank God. Greg, how are you? Greg, how are you? Hey, it's Gary, guys. 
Yeah, that was Gary. No, he's messing with me. Uh, <laughs> hey, so how uh, how is spring training down there in Pittsburgh for Pittsburgh? It's uh, it's doing. You know, we're we're. Enjoy- I'm actually here watching. Believe it or not, we play the uh, Yankees in Tampa tonight, and I'm not doing the game. So I decided to swing by, which I rarely do, the ballpark, uh, just to see if anything's going on. And I happened to catch uh, some infield drills going on, which is uh, kind of cool up here in the uh, broadcast area. So I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. Weather's great, as always. It's always interesting with the Yankees, too, because we'll see those games on MLB Network at night. Because, you know, here in Arizona, nobody plays at night. But the Yankees will play at night. Some of the teams in Florida. Just how different is that in spring training where a night game in spring training, that's so odd for us. We are playing for the first time ever, and I haven't asked anybody. We're playing five games under the lights this spring. Normally, there's always one game here at LeeCom where the Pirates play, the former McKechnie Field. Uh, There's always one night game. But for whatever reason, they've decided to put not just the Pirates – night game annual night game but i think they play two in uh sarasota and this will be the second in tampa under the lights i think the players like it it breaks things up and you know it's more like the regular season yeah yeah i think yeah yeah that makes sense and i think it's actually you know when you talk about getting players ready to have games on television to have games on night yeah that 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 makes sense uh definitely when you're starting to get ready so i mean for the bucks I mean, raise the Jolly Roger. We we love the call. We wanna we wanna hear a lot of it uh, and see a lot of it. And of course, my producer is such a huge pirate fan. Uh, how do you see the Pirates going so far this spring? I I know they got to score more runs. A lot of teams, the A's, were in the same boat. Well, you're right, Chris, and I know uh, your producer is a great uh, a great Bucko fan, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate that uh, you and he. And the guys are having me on here. In terms of how things are going this spring, you asked the question, and I honestly will answer it for you. Uh, it's been a disappointment for me. Um, I know it's just spring training, and wins and losses, for the most part, are meaningless. But it, it's it's been a disappointment. And they have less than two weeks to get their act together, to be blunt. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why they're out here working hard. The outfield play has been less than stellar to be kind they have dropped fly balls now every year andy van slyke the longtime pirate all-star and gold glover when he was with the pirates he always used to say that this state and this ballpark in particular the hardest places to play defense center field were here in florida and in particular this former mckechnie field now called lecom for the variety of reasons the wind plays havoc the the way the the sun shines in the sky the clear skies oftentimes cloudless um it's it's uh and this year is the worst i can recall i've been doing this a long long time this is the worst spring training i've seen for pirate outfielders wow and Andy Vance like was as good as it gets going to get it. Yeah, some you know it's funny. Uh, a lot of people say Oakland is one of the toughest skies, and I always go, "Well, how is the sky different in Oakland than anywhere else? Like, how is it different? How is the sky different in Florida than it is anywhere else?" It's always funny when people can't find fly balls out there. It's like, well, why is it different here versus everywhere else? I mean, the sky looks the same. I I don't get it. I don't know whether it's because the way the the 
the ballpark is designed, you know, where the the, the diamond is actually situated, and that that's a, a, a different uh, look at the sun, at the sky, maybe. Yeah, I don't I don't know why that is, and I don't think Van Slyke or anybody else has truly defined why this place is such a difficult place. To, but I do know, regardless of how difficult it is, they better. <laughs> They better start catching the ball because you you alluded to this. The Pirates are much like Oakland, a team that just cannot, you know, you're not going to out hit guys. You're not going to out bop them. The only way you're going to win games is to try to out pitch your opponent and scratch runs the way you can. But you've got to play good defense. It's the only shot you have. What's going to happen with Reynolds? I think that he, at the very least, is going to be here through the first half of the season and my guess is that they will continue to talk his agent and the pirates about trying to keep him here and if something doesn't get done you know i think they would probably after the around the deadline they would start to entertain offers for him uh, that's my guess his situation is uh, exactly like the jt real muto situation before he went to philadelphia he Real Muto is represented by the same agent. Real Muto had three years left with the Marlins, just like Brian Reynolds. Real Muto had the best year of his career to that point with the Marlins, which turned out to be his final year. And then he was traded uh, after the season to the Philadelphia Phillies. So my guess is that they'll try and get something done, some kind of an extension, hope to work it out. And if not, you know, I think they'll start to entertain offers. Yeah, that's tough because he, he, he is a special player and you want to keep guys that have been around who know how to play to help the O'Neill Cruz guys learn how to play baseball and start winning in Pittsburgh again. Because, that you know, the thing for me is that I, I know there's been long stretches, the 20 years and everything, but I, I still grew up though with the We Are Family Pirates. I think of the great tradition of Pittsburgh. I think of the great tradition with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just think of Pittsburgh as a winning town. It, it's just tough to think about a, a, another tough season and, and when are the young players – when is a rebuild going to start to pay off? Well, you're right. It's a great sports town. It's a, it's, you know, not unlike almost every city in the country. I've said this for a long time, Chris, uh, having done, I actually did Bill's football during their Super Bowl runs. Yeah. And I tell people in Pittsburgh, I spent a lot of my adult life in Pittsburgh and it's almost blasphemous to tell them that Pittsburgh is a winner's town. It's as good a baseball town as any in the country. It's as good a football town as any in the country. Hockey, yeah. But but you, you have to, yeah, hockey, you have to win. You know, I think that the Penguins are starting to experience that a little bit. Uh, uh, you're seeing a lot of empty seats now. People are starting to realize their run may be over. Uh, I've been to Steeler games where if they feel like they're not in it, uh, there are a lot of empty seats. It's all about winning. It always has been. And when the Pirates were winning in 13, 14, and 15, they filled PNC Park. So it's – uh. You know, it's all about winning. And, and Bob Nutting, the owner of the Pirates, said in, when spring training kicked off about a month ago that uh, he doesn't want to really, and I'm paraphrasing, doesn't really want to talk about rebuild anymore. The time to start winning more games is now. The general manager, Ben Charrington, has said as much. So this, there is some pressure now, I think, on some of the people involved in running the Pirates this year. Uh, I don't think anybody has a grand illusion of trying to win a division. I think that's... Uh, you know, silly talk right now, this year anyway. 
but it's not silly to suggest that they should, you know, certainly avoid a hundred losses again. They've lost a hundred games two straight years, and if you count the uh, the asterisk season of 2020, though I really discount the season entirely, and I always say without disrespecting the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays, to me 2020 was a nothing burger. It really didn't happen. Uh, it was a 60 game season. But if you're one who believes that it counts, then the Pirates, if you extrapolate the 60 games, they would have lost 100 in 2020. So bottom line is they can't lose 100 games again. They've got to start winning more games. Now they won only 62 last year, so it would be a modest step forward, but a step forward nonetheless if they were to go, say, win 70 to 75. That would be a step forward. You're talking about the rebuild, starting to see some of the younger players uh, graduate, get to the big leagues. We saw O'Neill Cruz make his major league debut last year. Saw Mitch Keller take a big step in the rotation. Starting to see other players. Rossi Contreras uh, was part of the rotation and should be this year. And some others as they kind of, again, take that step forward. My hunch is that the, the opportunity to go to postseason play and maybe get involved in uh, a pennant chase would be sometime next year. But that doesn't discount this year and can't throw it away. You've got to start winning more games this year. I mean, if you told us <laughs> after only winning, what, 60 games last year, if you told us 75 wins, we'd take it right now with the A's, that would be absolutely huge progress. And I think Key Bryan has signed the extension. Uh, you got McCutcheon coming back in, should make people feel good. G-Man Choi comes in. Uh, but let's talk about Andrew McCutcheon. How, how, I mean, he was the favorite. He was the MVP. He was a star. He was in the All-Star game. He represented Pirates baseball. How fired up? I know this is the last raw, but how fired up are Pirate fans to have him back? Well, he said when he, when he uh, we had the press conference at PNC Park to reintroduce him to a uh, – <laughs> a sold-out audience in the press conference room at PNC Park, that this was not his farewell tour. He said he's not uh, here to, to be a, a, a PR guy for the Pirates. He said, I'm here to try and win. I'm not done. It's not one and done. And uh, it. bottom line is, Chris, it was a feel-good story. It still is. A lot of buzz in Pittsburgh. It's It was really a rarity, and I tried to look back in Pittsburgh sports history. I don't know that there's anything like it. And it's rare in sports that a guy – who accomplished what he did his first nine years in an organization, went away, not on his own accord. He was traded and spent five years away. And then he contacts the owner of the team to come back, which McCutcheon did. Uh, someone suggested that maybe Ken Griffey Jr., when he went back to Seattle at the end of his career, is something similar. Uh, now, I'm not saying uh, McCutcheon is Albert Pujols, but obviously recently Pujols did decide to go back to St. Louis for one last draw. Uh, but Pujols also left on his own accord as a free agent, and I think that soured the taste of, of, of many Cardinal fans when he left. McCutcheon uh, never did that. He, he, he left because of a trade, didn't want to go, makes his home in Pittsburgh. Uh, he's just beloved, and he's one of the – it's not uh, hyperbole to suggest that he's one of the all-time great Pittsburgh Pirates in team history, and here he is coming back for at least another year, and hopefully he, he helped lead the team to the promised land in 13, 14, 15, 
And I think maybe there's enough left uh, on and certainly off the field to help lead the way maybe to another renaissance for this team. And when you say it's super important to have some veteran leadership, you don't, you, you want, you want enough room for the young guys to be able to play and learn, but somebody ha- has to help teach them whether it's on the field and even off the field, these guys need help learning to become big leaguers and bringing him back. Boy, does he help that process? I think so. And I think, you know, having guys like Rich Hill, a veteran yeah. uh, in, in part of the rotation, Carlos Santana, the first baseman, Austin Hedges, a catcher. All these guys have a lot of experience. They've got a lot of postseason experience. And these young guys, they do need at least an example in that clubhouse. Uh, I'll give you an example. I won't name names, but last year, spring training early on here, I walked into the clubhouse and there was loud music on, which, you know, most clubhouses have. And I was struck by it uh, because it was still early in spring training. And, uh, you know, once the regular season starts, you, of course, have music in the clubhouse. But I wondered who was the DJ. And I asked somebody and I found out that it was someone in the organization, a player who had not sniffed the big leagues. And so here's someone that's determining what is being played in a major league clubhouse who has not even sniffed the big leagues, that AAA, let alone. And I thought to myself, this is not right. Um, you know, there are still some things that in, in our society that I think are kind of proper protocol. And I think that's still one of them. You have to have a little veteran status, and uh, th- that's just a very tiny, small example. But that nobody's fault. It's just that there's nobody kind of lead. Nobody had a, a track record, a resume, and now they've brought in a handful, including McCutcheon, who uh, will kind of let guys know which way to walk. You know, if you're a rookie, uh, or even guys that have had uh, some experience, there's just a, a proper way to go about your business professionally. I think it serves a team well in any sport to kind of know the pecking order uh, and still have fun because I get blowback from people. Ah, you're, you're the old man. You know, get off my lawn, baloney. Uh, you know, I, 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 I hear, hear that, you. but I'm also the one that believes that there's still something to be said about tradition and knowing history and knowing your place uh, at the dining room table. And uh, I think that those veterans will do that for the younger players. I mean, there is no question. I'm, I know normally we don't talk about we're going to find out who's the DJ of the group, but the reality is somebody's got to set the rules. Somebody has to be the adult yeah. at the table. Yeah. And if you don't have that guy, like even last year, we were terrible last year, but there's a reason why we had Steven vote here. Stephen Vogt yeah. was the guy that was, okay, this is how it's supposed to be. And Stephen Vogt talked to guys not only about baseball, he talked about finances. He talked about how to dress, <laughs> how to act. I mean, that, that, that plays into how do we go from being young, 
dumb and not good to getting better in our careers and becoming successful and winning at this level. There's a process to it, and you need veteran guys, and it's good that uh, Pittsburgh's going to have a few of those guys. We're going to be rooting for you. I I need to ask you, you know, going back, people need to know that, you know, not only did you do AAA games for the Pirates back in Buffalo, but you were part of the Bills broadcast. Uh, Just how happy are you for their success once again? And a new stadium is going to be coming for them and the great fans of the Buffalo Bills. Well, I'm thrilled for them. I, I still stay in touch with some people in the organization. I still, uh, they, they hold a, a very dear, uh, important place in my heart, even though I'm a, I'm, I'm a Pittsburgher, really. When all is said and done, uh, I, I love the Bill story. And uh, it's been uh, tough going, really, since those Super Bowl runs. And it's great to see them now turn the corner. And I, what my hope is, and, uh, you know, I talked to Bills fans and, and, and maybe that's kind of creeping into my mindset, the fear that, uh, that, that, that we've seen kind of the best. I hope that's not the case. I hope they still stay the course. Uh, so I, I don't want any, I don't want any coaching changes. I don't want any personnel changes uh, because that's what made the Bills great. I tell people, and I believe this, that people at the Pirates, that I think great organizations stay the course. Maybe going back, Chris, to that point about tradition and um, uh, knowing your place, knowing what works and what doesn't. Teams that are constantly changing personnel are constantly just spinning their wheels, and they're normally not winning. But teams that have stability in their ownership, like the Steelers, the Rooney family have owned the Steelers for 70 years or whatever it is. And they've stuck, you know, with Bill Cowher, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, and now Mike Tomlin. And they stay the course. And that's what I want the Bills to do because after when I, when I left, the, the, the team was, was going downhill after, you know, Ralph Wilson sold the team and Bill Polian left and Marv Levy was gone. I think they started spinning their wheels. Up. I feel like they're back again and I, I want them to stay the course and stabilize this franchise, keep going, and I look forward to hopefully seeing them uh, in the Super Bowl again soon. Uh, you mentioned a name that I love. I got to do a lot of shows with Bill Poley, and he's a great man. And, uh, yeah, I, by the way, at the AT&T this year out of Pebble Beach, Josh Allen was there. I had to look it up. I mean, he's huge, 6'5", oh. 240. But I got to tell you, it was hilarious. Out of Pebble Beach and Spyglass, two of the – greatest courses in the world watching a bunch of people in buffalo bills jerseys and bills mafia pebble beach was absolutely hilarious <laughs> were there any card tables out and about no table. no no one was great no one was jumping be off great if they, yeah if they set that up along the outer edge of the greens would be great somebody makes a putt jump up boom that would have been great Bill's Mafia taking over. Bill's Pebble. Mafia is the best. Oh, it was incredible. Well, my friend, we always love having you on. And, of course, when you raise the Jolly Roger, we play it all the time here on uh, the A's Radio Network and on A's Cast Live. So, hopefully you win a lot of games and we can play the call. Be well there in, in Florida, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Take care. One of the great calls in baseball. Raise the Jolly Roger. Haven't really heard that a lot in the last couple of years, but yeah, it's a great call. They're not going to be very good. Uh, I'm, I agree with him, though. Um, I think the if you can win somewhere in the seventy range, I mean, we uh, take that. Yeah, 
We were 60 and 102. Yeah. Okay. So they, this is only the second time in Oakland history the A's lost 100 games. The Pirates have done a back to back years. So you're trying to. So if he said 75. Yeah. That's a 15 win improvement for us. Yeah. And that's uh, for them, that's 13. They won 62 and 100 last year. I mean, Vegas has us at 59 and a half or 60 wins. Yeah. I think it's uh, when I last, when we last looked at the other day, it was like 59. I mean, that would be monstrous. That would be a dramatic change. If we went 75 games. I'm going to be selling it like it's a playoff year. And if what you've watched what both teams have done this offseason, they brought, as we talked about with Greg, we, they brought in a lot of veterans. The A's brought in Aletmus Diaz, Jace Peterson, Jesus Aguilar. The Pirates brought in Carlos Santana, G-Man Choi. G-Man Choi. I always Rich like Hill. G-Man Choi. G-Man Choi, he's not a comfortable A-B. No, he's – I'm still surprised the Rays moved on from him, but – uh, he's there. Obviously, Andrew McCutcheon being back is great for Pittsburgh. All right. um, let, let, let's go over. Let's see where my guy Kutch. They even have, give me a – they don't even have his numbers. Uh, he wasn't – I mean, he had a dollar. He wasn't very good last let's, year. Uh, let's, let's just see old Andrew McCutch. He'll, he'll play a lot in the outfield. Him, Reynolds, and uh, Jack uh, Sawinski. Sawinski had a good rookie year. A lot of yeah, so the, the old magazine wasn't so high on him. He went back to the monitors to fix his. He, Posted a high strikeout. Yeah, a lot of strikeouts. A lot of power, though. Yeah, we know where that gets you. Yeah, <laughs> Pittsburgh. They, they've seen. There's a lot of guys just like Ooh. with the A's. McCutcheon wasn't good last year. McCutcheon, at least he had 17 home runs. His Put OPS it. was only 700. His OPS plus was? Under 100. So 90. I'll say 98. 99. Oh, he's almost league average. If you're not 100, you're not even average. All right, is Kutch, can we look at Kutch as a Hall of Famer? I'm saying no. no. Hall of very good. Now, Pirates Hall of Fame, absolutely. He's one of the greatest Pirates of all time. For what he, he did. Just has, he just has 1,000 RBIs. For what he did, though, to bring them from 20 years of losing to relevancy for three years in a row where they were. I mean, in 2015, they won 98 games, and, they, and they'll have to play in the wild card game against the team that won 97 games. They they were unbelievable those three years with him and Garrett Cole, Starling Marte. Yeah, I mean he's had a great career, made a lot of money, good for him, been an MVP. It's funny it's full circle now for them. He got traded for Brian Reynolds, and now they're both probably going to play in the same Pirates outfield this year for I don't know maybe eighty games until Reynolds probably gets traded. Well, and, and that that right there is what's wrong with our sport is you just don't. There's a lot of teams out there, a lot. As I mentioned, I don't know who I mentioned this with. I'm like, there's 11 teams spending under 100 million. Yeah, they're one of them. It's almost half 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 your sport is like flipping the bird to Madison Avenue and the commissioner, and these teams are not keeping their players, and that's not good for the sport. And here you have a guy like Brian Reynolds. I mean, we're talking about Brian Reynolds. I mean, it's not like we're talking about Willie Stargell. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking. You know, we're not talking about Dave Parker. Roberto Clemente. I mean, we're talking about he, they can't keep Brian Reynolds. Is Brian Reynolds like he's like Bill Madlock? He's not even he's not even Andy Van Slyke or Bobby Bonilla. And I'm not even going to mention your guy Barry Bonds. But you think of great pirate players, and you can't keep Brian Reynolds? Yeah, I, he was who a, he was apparently offered like a six year deal for eighty million, and he wanted way more than that. Which you know, fine, that's your right as a player, but. Let's go over Brian, the greatness of Brian Reynolds. You know, if you're like, 
I mean, we, there's been a lot of talk that they can't keep him, right? Yeah, that's because okay, he's not Barry Bonds. When the when the Pirates couldn't keep Barry Bonds, Bonds had not one, not two, but three MVPs at the time, and that was tied for the most with Mike Schmidt, Yogi Berra, and who else had won three MVPs? That was the most all time. It was Schmidt, Berra, Joe D. Maybe. I'll look it up. May's only won two. I think Ted Williams only won two. But Bonds was tied for the most ever when he was leaving Pittsburgh. Brian Reynolds, a guy the most home runs he's ever hit is 27. The most runs he's ever driven Mick, in is 90. Mickey Mantle. Have you, who? Mickey Mantle. He, he Who's was, he? He had a good year. Roy Campanella. Yeah, there you go. Uh... Stand Stan the man. You, you got who? You got, you got Joe D. Joe D. Jimmy Triple, Box. Uh, double X. So yeah, I mean, there's. I'm with you on that's that. That's who Bond. That's that's that. who that's who Bonds was tied for when he when Pittsburgh wasn't big enough for him. Okay, Brian Reynolds. The biggest year he's okay. The biggest year he's had to homers is 27. That was last year, right? Yeah. The biggest RBI year is 90. That was the year before. Most best, best average 302. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but I'm just, I mean, good player. Best he's ever done in the MVP balloting is 11th. That was two years ago. You can't keep this guy? Yeah, former Vandy guy. So the thing with him is. And he's going to be 28, so he's in his prime. But, I mean, it's not talking like he's made one all-star team. Think, think about it this way. They were able to keep McCutcheon back in when they were good, 13, 14. Oh, and by the way, if you wanted to say, well, you can't look at his numbers because he got robbed from the COVID year. He stunk in the COVID year. You know what his OPS was in the COVID year? Probably under 700. 632. That's yeah, not good. In a 60-game season, he was a non-factor. They won 19 games that year, I believe. He had a buck 89 in 55 games. Yeah, they won 19 games. It was a either 18 or 19. 89. So, you can't keep a guy who in, in the COVID year hit a buck eighty nine, didn't even hit his weight. It's that's that's where baseball's got a problem. And, we, and by the way, we love their manager, Derek Shelton. Derek Shelton's great. Guy. Yeah, he was great in, in San Diego. Back Derek, Derek Shelton looks like if you put a, like a cowboy hat on him and cowboy <laughs> gear, he could be in a cowboy movie, doesn't he? Yeah, he looked like he'd be walking up there. I, I don't want to. Derek I didn't, Shelton. I'm waiting to get him. I'll, I'm waiting to get him when we play the Pirates in Pittsburgh. I'll I'll make sure we get him while we're there. And uh, you're gonna be there, right? Yeah, it's a great honor. They're, our our boss Delaire is letting me travel. What? Uh, well, I'm gonna be traveling. To he see doesn't family. allow me to do anything. So, well, I'm, I'm still working. So I don't get to go on work. I I'm stuck every day grinding it. Delaire doesn't. He he's on the. He's got his thumb on me, and you get to go to PNC Park. Also, we work. We'll be doing drinking it. beers, going to the game. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I already said uh, what happens. We'll do Ace Cast from there, and then once I get off the air, I'm putting my O'Neill Cruz jersey on and go sit in the stands. You really have an O'Neill? Yeah, Cruz I got it last year. It's the first Pirates jersey I bought since Nate McLeod. I don't know why anybody buys jerseys with people's names on it. I don't. I mean, unless your guy's got a. Unless you're oh Trey Turner who booted that ball at the end of the last night's game that gave Jordan Diaz that chip. By the way, Jordan Diaz that at bat was awful. That last at bat against Presley was awful. It's like I know heat of the moment and everything. But I mean, he wasn't close. Turner booted the ball earlier in the game too. But unless you got like if you've got Trout, 
Betts. Judge. Now Turner. Judge. I guess you could say Xander Bogarts, Harper. Manny Machado, Bryce Harper. Who are these guys with the really long deals? Mm. I mean, you got to have a long deal for me to buy a jersey. Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rod. Well, aren't there opt-outs in that one? Yeah, but he'll be there. For- no, there's no guarantees. Um, I want none. If I'm buying a jersey, I want I want the Bryce Harper 13 years, Nolan, no trade. Nolan Arenado. And how he, many years are left in that? Uh, well, he passed up the uh, the, be, the best the best one for a fan. There's no question. The back. I don't know about Nando. Trout. I don't know about Trout's contract. I don't know what's in there. All I know is this: the best contract for a fan in baseball is who. No question. It's no question it's the best contract for a fan. For a fan? Yeah, for a fan. I feel like there. this isn't – it's not an obvious it's not. No, it's a total obvious. It's standing right in front of you. He's been mentioned today. You mentioned him. I mentioned him? Yeah, he is. Judge? Nope. It's Bryce Harper. Oh. Bryce Harper said, I want to be here, and I want the longest deal possible. So, as a Phillies fan – for good, for bad, for the worst, you got him for 13 years. There's no opt-outs. There's no trade. He said, I want to be here, and I want to finish my career. You know that unless at the end they can dump him somewhere else, which probably won't happen because no one's going to want to pick up the money, Bryce Harper is your guy for 13 years. And those – I like, look at like Manny Machado signed the exact same year he did, right? And he signed another extension. And he yeah. had an opt out. There's no opt out. Bryce Harper did not want an opt out, and he wanted a, he wanted no trade. I'm committing to spend the rest of my career here. It was the best contract for a fan. Now, if he stinks, whatever. But you know, we hear all the time we don't have jerseys we can buy. You can buy a Bryce Harper jersey. He is going to be there. Uh, it pains me to say this. But I would, I would totally buy Bryce Harper powder blue Phillies. I mean, that jersey. I awesome. would buy if I if I could buy any Phillies jersey, because I've been in their team store there. What is, what is it? Citizen Bank. Park? Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, I've been there, and in there, and there, they got a great, they got a great merch store. Their what are they? Clubhouse store, whatever the hell they call it. It's awesome. It's two stories. I would buy me a Mike Schmidt powder blue jersey. It's a good one. Mike Schmidt's got the uh, Mike Schmidt. Who are the are the uh, are the uh, statues outside? Schmidt Carlton. How many are out there? I only took pictures with Schmidt and Carlton. Uh, that's well. Those are only those are the first two I think. So I Chase Elliott doesn't have one yet. Uh, I'm Pat sure, Burrell, Pat I'm, the Bat didn't get one. I'm sure Hembo's beating the drum to get a Chase Utley statue built. Think of the great Phillies. Vaughn Hayes was, does not have one. Let's just look it up. Pete Rose. He could be one. No, he doesn't have one. I think there's only two. Um, of course, when you Google statues, it doesn't tell you. I put statues. That's why. Who's See, got the statues? Statues are a big deal. Uh, Mike Schmidt. That's one. It's Carlton and Schmidt. I think those are the only two, yeah. I'd buy me uh, a powder. 20? Jimmy Rollins, he wants a statue. Rollins wants a statue. Come on, bro. Wait, does read the room? Does Robin Roberts have a statue? No, I don't know. I think, but we know those two for sure. 
I would buy me a powder blue Mike Schmidt. That's who I'd be rocking. Mike Schmidt is the greatest third baseman of all time. I don't. I don't argue with that one. I, I don't know how. How could you? The Gold Gloves led the National League in home runs, I believe, seven times. <laughs> And he was awesome. Mike Schmidt was awesome. And the Phillies do it the right way with him, too. He does every Sunday home game, I believe, on their TV broadcast. Like, that's awesome. Oh, my God. If you're a Phillies fan and Mike Schmidt shows up, he's Mike Schmidt. He's the greatest third baseman of all time. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I love the idea of, like, and I, and I wish we had that, where you have, like, one designated great Hall of Fame guy where, you know, Ricky shows up every Sunday just to hang out. I was gonna say Sundays with brunch with Ricky. I would say the 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 obvious one that would be easy because of being from the area. Not aside from Ricky, being from the area and actually working as a broadcaster, Eck would be awesome. Eck's retiring. I know. Well, he's done now. How about yeah. Stu? Stu too. Yeah. Well, I mean, Stu's already doing TV. Yeah, you can just slide him right in on, on Sundays. Do Stu Sundays? Breakfast with Stu. Brunch with Stu. Something Stu's, like that. Stu Sundays is a great alliteration. There you go. All right. That's it. I, I love the idea with Eck, but Eck, X, X. Yeah. Bye bye. I thought. I think he's okay. X seventy two. No, he can't be. He's that old. Yeah. Remember he and Dwayne Kuyper. You know, we always talk about Glenn playing golf with his brother and Stu and uh, Eck. They came up together. Eck is sixty eight. He's sixty eight. How old's Dwayne? Dwayne's got to be seventy. Yeah, right? Dwayne's over seventy. I'm pretty sure. Uh, who Dwayne Kuyper is only home run off of? Steve Stone. There you go. Uh, Kipe's going to be 72. He'll be 73 in June. Wow. Uh, Dwayne Kuyper, greatness in the broadcast booth. I mean, he is – Dwayne Kuyper would be in that conversation of greatest player turned broadcaster, play-by-play guy. Yeah. He would be – he'd be in that group. I mean, you're going to – obviously, the king is going to be in Milwaukee. Well – Yes. Nobody is going to be like Bob Euchre. <laughs> when he talks about his career, too, it's even. I remember listening to some of the broadcasts during the COVID year, and it was just so great listening to him talk about his stories, like going into the clubhouse and all this stuff and like being a player. It, it's there, Bob Euchre. Yeah, I mean, the guy was on Johnny Carson all the time. I mean, because he's hilarious and he's Bob Euchre. I mean, Johnny Carson was the number one show on television, and he was going. There was a picture the other day of, of – I don't did I I might not send it to you. I can find it because I sent it to other people. It was a picture of Bob Euchre talking to Henry Aaron. Yeah, you sent it to me. Did I say yeah. Bob Euchre is in a white shirt, white pants, <laughs> white loafers. All white outfit from gotta be like the seventies. This after Memorial Day? But before I mean, Labor Day. It was it was a thing of beauty. Like no one could pull that off. Big collar. You know, slacks are all, I mean, all white, head to toe, and those old, those old white loafers with, like, the little silver, uh, uh, you know, strap on top of it. Oh, it was gorgeous. Oh, boy. Sorry. Uh, update. 13 Furman takes on Virginia. Good thing I Virginia changed. is the biggest gag team. Good, th- I, good thing I changed my bracket. <laughs> I mean, remember Virginia's number one, and they went down early. Oh, they're terrible. But one one thing, before, and, so we can, and then we can move off and do our uh, – our five up, five down on teams and get into our Mariners thing. When you talk about how a team, when we're talking about teams when they're winning or losing and how the atten- we did this yesterday with the attendance, when the Pirates opened PNC Park, the the first year they got two point, almost 2.5 million fans, and then it, it never got anywhere close. When they started winning again, 2.1, 2.2, 2.4, 2.5. and then it's, So winning, winning will bring fans in. 
And that's what they need to get back to because they, I mean, their tennis last year was 1.2. And that's a beautiful ballpark. So winning helps. Pittsburgh is a very good example of if you win, they'll come. If you stink, they're not going to be there. Clearly, I mean, 2021, they had 859,000 fans there. We're talking about a stadium that's 20 years old that people, I mean, absolutely adore. And that's it's just the way it is. But but I'm excited to get into our the five up, five down. Yeah. So we are going before we get to Johnny D. We are going to do a list. Who's coming up? Who's going down in baseball? I'm going to tell you the A's are not on the list. Either list. Either list. <laughs> you know why? I think A's fans, you have to realize this, is that a lot of times they're trying to get clicks, and we're not getting you clicks. For sure. Yeah, I get it. So it's like A's, just, just realize it is. I mean, we were one of the best teams in baseball in 12, 13, 14. Record says it. And then look at 18, 19, 20, and it is what it is, right? Yeah. It is what it is. We're never going to get that attention. Like – the Angels are always going to get attention. Even though the Angels stink, they're going to get attention because they have Trout and they have Otani. That's just the way it is. Well, slight throw, shade throw to Anthony Rendon. Who? He he still plays? <laughs> are you, you're going to try and sell? Oh, we'll have to save that for who's up, who's down. I yeah. think Anthony Rendon <laughs> is a part of it. We'll have it next for you right here on A's Cast Live. <laughs> Streaming from the East Bay, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. I've lost my list. You have it on here, right? Yeah, the, the links for both of them are on there. The team, the five risers and five decliners. Uh, spoiler, there are four teams in the ALS mentioned in these articles. Um, as we mentioned, not one of them are the A's, but the other four teams in the division are on there. Yeah, it is pretty typical. By the way, if you're just joining us, the – where do you have it here? Uh, there's well, a step back. I have back. improve. I'm in the yeah. improve category because I'm a positive guy. You, Johnny Negative. If you are just joining us, really bad news, Edwin Diaz out for the year. Celebration yesterday. Uh, for his team in the WBC and hurt his knee, surgery. Going to take about eight months to recover. Uh, he's having surgery next Thursday. They say it's not today. They're not having surgery by today. Um, yeah, I'll have to look. Passon's t- tweet didn't have it. His it says that he tore the patellar tendon in his right knee and he will need surgery and expect to miss the season. So I'll, I can look up and see when they have uh, Edwin Diaz's surgery. I know. I was read it to you early on the CBS thing. He's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, they said Thursday. Unless it's. I mean, today is Thursday. We'll have surgery Thursday. Today is Thursday. But yeah. there's no way you don't hurt it last night and have surgery by today, right? I mean, it depends on how the swelling. I guess the swelling. Swelling would be. and everything. But so you, where, 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 where were they playing? Yeah, Edwin Diaz will undergo surgery this afternoon to repair. Wow. Uh, they played. They were playing in Miami. Okay. Big upset over the Dominican Republic team that had. Your guy Juan Soto, Manny Machado. It's a pretty stacked Dominican team, and they got they got taken down. Have they ever won it? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Japan, I don't think so. Japan's won it. The United and, States you know, has won you, it. Yeah, the favorite this year, I believe, was Venezuela to win it. Oh, Japan's pretty good. They won again today. They haven't lost yet. They eliminated Team Italy this morning. Well, I mean, 
They have an espresso machine in their dugout. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. I mean, they're pulling stuff like, hey, the guy's wife's Italian. All right, you can be on the team. It's kind of ridiculous. Mike Piazza managed them. Future manager in Major League Baseball? No. Future Mets manager? No. After his soccer team debacle, have you ever read about that? No. How his soccer team, he had this great legendary soccer team, and they kind of destroyed it, and he just left town. Oh yeah, it's a whole. The Athletic did a whole thing on it. I mean, don't quote me. I mean, it was years ago that I read this, but yeah, Mike Mike Piazza and his uh, beautiful wife. I can't remember what she was into. She was a part of it. It just it went bad. They they left in the put it this way. It was one of those uh, Baltimore Colts leave in the middle of the night type deal. That was a uh, read about that. And tell me what you think, because I remember it was like, wow, this is shady. That was Ursay's. Was that Ursay's dad that did that? Yeah. Okay. It was a long time ago. The Mayflower Moving Company. <laughs> it's a great 30 for 30. All right. Johnny D is going to join us in 15 minutes. All right. Know your Royals. Oh, we're doing Know Your Royals? Uh, it's, it's pretty easy. I Frank mean, White on there? You got to have George Brett on there. Brett is on there. Frank White? No. Um, Told you I kept it very easy. Balboni? Nope. Quisenberry? No. Saberhagen? Yeah, Saberhagen's one of them. Okay. Um trying to think oh uh guy i saw at the Ma- gordon is he on there i saw him at the masters last year alex gordon alex gordon was uh, i saw ro- him on the 18th hole uh no but he is a lifetime royal Proud by the way nebraska you want yeah alex gordon was walking around the masters and nobody knew you know that's when you talk about oh hey man this guy's a star player this guy's been in the all-star game this world guy, series champion yeah we're, oh yeah walked around augusta national the most popular one of the most bar- popular sporting events in the world, this guy supposedly, oh, these big leaguers, we kiss these guys. But I'm telling you right now, there are very few players that can walk around and people know who they are. Here's Eric Gordon. Aaron, oh, Aaron, uh, Alex. Alex Gordon. Then we're thinking of all these basketball players. <laughs> Alex Gordon, <laughs> World Series champion, played in back-to-back World Series. Very good player. One of the world's best players right? of all Number time. Number one pick. Out of Nebraska. Walking around a golf tournament with thousands of people, sports fans, right? Nobody knew he was except me. I said to my buddy, hey, look. No one knew. Did your buddy know? Was that no. the great was that was it a great Dean? The Dean great Dean Matson, who's a all he does is watch MLB network. Dean didn't know who Alex Gordon was? I'm you know, I'm gonna have to bring that up next time I see him. Then I'm like, hey, look, it's Alex Gordon. Nobody knew. It just goes to show none of these guys are worth the money. People don't know who they are. Do you know how many guys stay at the St. Francis Hotel in San Francisco, Union Square? I know a lot of basketball teams do. Most teams do. They walk around. Nobody knows who they are. I'm going to tell you right now. I was in the hotel. My hotel that I was recently in had WBC guys in it. Not not from the United States. Uh, they had some. I had no idea who they were. Like, how many how many guys in Major League Baseball – Literally walk down the street and people know who they are. Aaron Judge, no question. Maybe Otani. I would say I I I would I would say Shohei Otani. I bet he walks down the street most places. No one knows who the hell he is. It's 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 tough to say Harper or Trout. Harper maybe Trout. I don't know. I mean Trout. This doesn't. 
Trout looks like a regular dude. When I heard Trout speak for, uh, from the WBC, that's, that's the first time I heard him talk in forever. I mean, he's a regular dude. That's what I'm saying. Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is a star. Mookie Betts walks down the street. Nobody knows. He was he just here like two months ago at a bowling event, and, and no, half people didn't even know he was here. They're not stars. You just, Tom Brady. Tom Brady ate at Maestro's at, at, at everybody knew supposedly. He like walked in, and everybody knows it's Tom Brady. Uh, well, I mean, but that's what a yeah. star is. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, everyone's going to know who Aaron Rodgers is. I mean, that's when we talk about what is a star, who makes money. We have a bunch of guys in baseball who make hundreds of millions. They're multimillionaires. They make all this money, and it's like, and Scott Boris, it's just a reality. Scott Boris and everybody talks about, oh, they need their piece of the pie. It's like we're paying guys who are not stars, but we're paying them like stars. They can walk down the street, and no one gives a you-know-what who they are. They don't know. A star is somebody, a guy who makes $30 million a year, when he walks down the street, everybody should go, oh, my God, that's so-and-so. We got to get my phone. I want an autograph. I want to. That's who a star is. I'll throw the name out for you who's on this list. Derek Jeter walks down the street. People know who he is. A-Rod, too. I'll throw a name out for you. And he's a part of a team that's on this list. Ah, Anthony Rendon makes 30-something. Nobody Nobody knows who he is. (laughs) Nobody. Nobody. He could walk around Pebble Beach at a golf tournament, and nobody knows who he is. Do people even know who he is in Anaheim? That's That's what I'm saying. Like, if we look, look at all these guys who are making a ton of money, and you have no clue who they are. Juan Soto, everybody's acting like this guy's already got a plaque in Cooperstown. He could walk down the street, and no one has a clue. They're not stars. No. But we pay him. We pay him like they're Elvis Presley. No, he can walk down the street next. And we pay. We pay these guys like they're Beyonce or Rihanna, and they're not. They're not Beyonce or Rihanna. Beyonce walks down the street. I know who she is. I can guarantee you, ninety-nine percent of baseball players making all this money walk down the street. No one knows who they are. It's a fair assessment. I agree with you. I no, see, about NBA, completely different story. I mean, the, the six man people recognize. They're freaks. Doesn't count. They stand out because of size. <laughs> I mean, majority of NFL guys, no one knows who they are. But baseball, that baseball players are paid differently. Baseball players are yeah. guaranteed money. They're making huge cash. Guys walk down the street. Walker Bueller looks like a regular guy, like everybody else. They all. I mean, they're not. They're not. There's nothing special about them. There really isn't. I mean, the, only the really in sports. Like, Michael Jordan walks down the street, everybody knows who he is. Michael Jordan puts butts in the seats. Michael Jordan, people, LeBron James, Steph Curry, people are watching NBA. The rest of them, as Charles Barkley said, they're a bunch of bums. Bums that we're paying bums. And plumbers and yeah, what do you call them? And plumbers, are, plumbers make very good money. But Charles Barkley, Barkley. it's like they're a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, they're, they're a bunch of nobodies. Like that, they're paying hundred or two hundred million. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. They don't. They don't. I get that. You think the players because they're the product, but we're we're, we're paying guys because we have to, when we really shouldn't have to. All right, top five teams that are on the decline. Who am I? All right. So here we go. So we're starting negative. All right. Well, we'll start with the team that uh we have a bet for. We have a Mexican food dinner bet. I say regression of the Seattle Mariners. They will not make the playoffs. Uh, ESPN has them fifth on the list. 
there's obviously five teams. They're fifth. They were 90-72 last year. They Pakota has them going 83-79. and 83? And, oh, I'm loving my chances already. And they added a bunch of, you know, they've added people in the offseason. Um, they signed Julio Rodriguez. You're going to have a full year of Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray. Oh, Jared Ray. Kelnick, this yeah. is the year. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. By the way, Hembo was on Buster's podcast yesterday. I listened to him. He thinks that every every team, he put the NL, the AL West is like the f- like fourth toughest division or something, and he said that like, every team is going to win like an average of 80 games, except for like the Astros. So pretty much like the, the Mariners, Angels, Rangers. Tim Kirkson thinks they're a playoff team. I'm with Tim Kirkson. I think the Mariners are a playoff team. I think they're going to do it again. But the great thing about it is, is I may be the only person you've ever worked with that calls you on your stuff, and I make you bet on it. And you're now you owe a steak dinner. You could be owing a now another dinner at the end of the season. Well, that's and fine. Maybe more. That's fine. I'll, I stand by this. I think the Mariners are too good not to make the postseason. Mariners are not going to be in the postseason, even with the expanded, the expanded. I just need them to get in. I don't, they don't have to win. Just That's get in. That's a fact. You just need the, you need you, them and to, you just need every the fourteen other teams that not make to let them get in. <laughs> I you just need them to participate in one playoff game and I owe you dinner. Yeah, they made. Hey, they. By played. the way, you're running out of time. When are you taking me to dinner? I, I thought I thought you said we, I, I think we I mentioned we'll do it one of the two days before the season starts. Was that the 28th or 29th? Yeah. So Tuesday, Wednesday, we're not going to be working. I need a little break from steakhouses, by the way. Yeah. So that's why I said we'll do it then. <laughs> I. 33 ounces of beef. Two pounds. I can't sit there and eat two pounds. All right, number two. Number well, This is fourth on the list. Uh, I, yeah, they're going to regress a little bit, but the Astros. This is kind of a Captain Obvious, though, right? They have. Thank they, you, Captain Obvious. They won 106 games last year. Uh, they lost Verlander. They lost Gurriel. Uh, they're going to – Dakota has them at 95 wins. So, if they win 105, they've regressed. They're still going to win the division, so they're still going to be a playoff team. They won 106 last year. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Remember the year that them and the Dodgers was – did they win 107 and then the Dodgers won 106? Was no, that's the Giants and Dodgers. The Astros were good that year too. No, there was a, there was a year where the Astros and the Dodgers, but they were both 107 and 106. Yeah, I know the Giants. It might have been, like, been 2019 then. So, if I won 106 games and I now win 101, I had, I, I did not have the yeah, same right. year. Regress, fact. Regression to the Fact. Knees. Uh, by the way, Kyle Tucker, according to a lot of people, had a breakout year. He only had 30 home runs back-to-back years. So, a breakout candidate this year. St. Louis Cardinals coming on the list. Ooh, the Redbirds. The team you, I disagree with this. team you said will win the division. They I, are going to win the division. I still think it's going to be Milwaukee. They won 93 games last year. Pakota has them at 86 wins. They have the, oh, wow. They have the wow. Brewers at 87. I'll take the over on that. Uh, number two. I can't believe they're actually writing this. I can't believe this is in the article. This is called clickbait. The New York Yankees, who won 99 games last year, they Pakota has them at 97 wins. There's not a doormat in their division. Even though we're playing less division games, there's not a doormat. No. I mean, if you look at the AL East, and we're talking about Red Sox – Blue Jays, Blue Jays could win the World Series. Yep. Tampa is always in it, and Baltimore's better. You're not beating Baltimore 18 times, you know, or 17, 16 times. Yeah, you're going to play them 13. That's the crazy thing about Baltimore, too. I know they're they, they're not even on any, either list. Everyone's saying Baltimore's going to win 73 games. How are they 10 games worse than they were last year? Because they didn't add anybody? They have all these young guys coming up. 
Just yeah, add that, them in. That doesn't always that doesn't That's true. always play. But I mean they did I mean it's not like they didn't do I mean they didn't really do much. They I mean, didn't do they anything. Traded, they traded they, for Cole Irvin and they signed uh, uh Kyle Gibson. It's it's they, there could be regret, you know, cuz what happens? Young players come up, have success, and then the next year what happens? Well, it's it's, it's a tough league, man. And there's a lot of pressure on Adley Rushman this year. A lot of pressure. Gunnar Henderson's going on the team and Grayson Rodriguez. And they got like eight other guys. They got Matt Holiday's son yeah. who's so, coming up. So all you prospect geeks, no offense, but all you <laughs> prospect geeks think that these guys are all going to like come in and just dominate. And when they don't, you just go, wow, I can't believe that. I mean, Jared Kelmick is a great example of everybody had him as a superstar player for the Mariners. Yeah. And he's still trying to figure it out. Well, I don't know. This could be the year. Uh, Look at J.J. Bleday. Yeah. We're, we're banking on J.J. Bleday, whose numbers were not good. But, I mean, looking at him and watching him, I mean, he looks like he could be a baller. But it's like you just don't know, especially when I got like Julio Rodriguez. Am I going to be shocked if he doesn't have the same numbers? No. I heard someone, I think it was Xavier Scruggs mentioned, he thinks he could be a 40-40 guy this year. That's a lot of – I mean, I mentioned him too, but that's his home runs and stolen base have to climb by double digits each for him to get there. And that's this a- is why people like me bet bet dinner bets because when people say outrageous stuff, you've got to call them on it because the odds are I'm going to win. The odds are in your favor. I'm still taking the Mariners. Uh, last one before we get to your improve, before John E.D. 111 wins last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 95 this year according to Picota. That'd be – the Los Angeles Dodgers. That that is super fair. I mean, the Los Dodgers could win ninety. I mean, Dodger, Dodgers could not be good. I mean, but what, what did Hembo tell us? They He's, could. They're still going to win the division by at least ten games if they win ninety. So the Padres are only going to win eighty. Padres are not as Padres are not as together. I've learned not as together as everybody thinks they are. It's fair. But yeah, you won one hundred and eleven games. You had a historic year. Yeah, you could see. I mean, I mean, you you win ninety games. Let's say they win ninety games and still win the division. You win ninety games, and the year before you won a hundred and eleven. That is a huge drop off. It's like it's like a couple years we talked about with the Giants. They won one hundred and seven, won eighty one and eighty one last year. All right, teams that are on the come, they're on the up and up here. We're gonna start with the Twinkies, the Minnesota Twins. Who went 78 and 84, but good news, Carlos Correa is sticking around. They added Pablo Lopez, too. Pablo Lopez was traded from the Marlins. We'll talk about that tomorrow. And uh, you got to think, this is a team. I was going to ask you over under 100 games played by Byron Buxton this year. I'll take the over. Ooh. Yeah, I only gonna, need 101. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's over. This, this, is year, this is year he stays healthy. Number four. The Texas Rangers. They won 68 games last year. They have them jumping to 79. How many starts? DeGrom, Avaldi, Heaney. Perez is back, who people didn't think was going to be back. John Gray, three of those guys just threw a bullpen session for the first time. DeGrom, John Gray, and Avaldi. Hey, uh, DeGrom has thrown in a game. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Not only game, but he threw in a game. <laughs> threw in a game. You're ready to. Let's see. The Rangers' payroll will climb from $160.5 million to $21.5 million. How about that? Is that insane? Huge payroll jump for them. Uh, I got to tell you, 
I'm not buying it. Um, yeah, no. I but mean, then then again, again, if, if they just win 69 again, games, they're better than last year. I mean, what are you, you're projecting them to be under 500, and they're spending $225 million, $221 million to be under 500. Is that a big deal? Um, I mean, yeah. In a bad way. Yes, yes, that's what I mean. You jump from 160 to 221 and you're still not 500? That's very bad. That is very you're spending, bad. You're just spending money irresponsibly. Number three team we is, both like. is a team that I'm touting. It's my National League West team. My Snakes, my D-backs. Tori Lovello, great leader of men. 74 wins last year, projected four. 74 wins this year, but I'm not buying it. Ton of athleticism. Uh, I think the Rockies, because of speed and not afraid to run, the new rules are going to play for them. The the, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks will win more than 74 games. I agree. And they are a team on the rise. Corbin Carroll signed that extension. Remember, last year after the All-Star break, they stole, I want to say it was 68 bases, but they stole at a clip of 80.2% success rate, which Himbo said. If you look at the numbers, if you're stealing over 75%, it's worth it. They were stealing at an 80% clip. That is huge. Number two on the list, and we just previewed them. How about the Cubbies? Cubbies have signed a lot of different dudes. Swanson, Tyon, Bellinger, Boxberger, Fulmer, Mancini, Hosmer's there. 74 wins last year, an improvement. Pocoto's got them at 76. But uh, biggest difference, and this is something – that Jesse Rogers kind of poo-pooed from ESPN, but I disagree with. If you pick up the ball, you throw the ball, and you play defense, and you don't give up outs, people got to realize it's, a, it's simple. You got to get 27 outs. How do you get 27 outs with your pitchers and your defense? You improve on defensive runs saved, run prevention immediately increases your win total. I don't care if you don't have a MVP candidate. I don't care if you have a Cy Young candidate. If you get better at preventing runs as a team as a whole, that's with your pitching and your fielders, you immediately will get better. You will win more games yeah, than you did the I year agree. before. It's just it's fundamentals. If you're better fundamentally, you will be a better team. And that is what the Cubs are going to be. Do they hit more? Do they pitch more? I don't know. But they're going to be way better defensively because they were atrocious. And this article says, it's been a study, that you see all teams that improve, especially by 10 games in a season, what's the one constant all of them have? Better on defense. Okay, it's not, well, they had X amount of this pitching or X amount of this. The one constant that every team that goes from a 10-game increase in wins from year to year, every team gets better defensively. It's in the data, even though you don't believe in data. And number one, oh, where is it? Where is the rally monkey? Number one, team to increase in baseball. The Angels haven't finished in last place of their division since 1999. (laughs) The Angels are now tied with the Tigers for the longest playoff drought. In fact, Los Angeles hasn't even finished above 500 since 2015. How many playoff wins does Mike Trout have? Zero. Well, he's an Eagles fan. You talk about going to Eagles games? True. He's won more games. He's won more games than WBC. Are you talking about WC Mike Trout or Angels Mike Trout? <laughs> uh, Angels Mike Trout. 
They have signed big free agents, and of course, who comes in here? It's got they're going to throw in Renfro, Urshela, Drury, those guys showing up. But Rendon, a healthy Rendon. Phil Nevin has said, "Hey, Rendon looks good." Rendon is redu- is doing Rendon like things in their training camp. Under I have no idea what the hell that means. Over under 120 games for him. 120. I'll take the under. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'll take that too. There'll be some bicep injury coming Who's up. Who's going to pitch? Besides Otani? Heaney? That's your guy? Oh, re, uh, there was an article yesterday. Reed Detmers is aiming for 20 wins. Okay. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a decent pitcher. but All right, so the teams that they have improving and not going over their Pakota, but there's reasoning why they like them. It's the Twins, the Rangers, the Snakes, the Cubbies, and the Angels again. The Angels again, who haven't finished over 500 since 2015. It's a joke. An absolute joke. Get Johnny in here. Johnny, are you buying this Angels stuff again? They do this every single year to us. Every single yeah. year, they find a way to tell me how Trout and Otani and all this kind of garbage, and they haven't finished over 500 since 2015. What were you doing in 2015 the last time the Angels were 500? 2015, I was uh, well, I was in Sacramento. I had just met my now wife. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a good big year, big year, but the angels still, they got to remember, you got to have pitching. You got to have pitching. That's one thing you always tell the angels, right? Like every year they have all, you know, the, the Rendones, you say the Trouts, Otani, everything in Otani can pitch, of course, but they just haven't had the pitching through the years. So they think this is the year, but you're right. Uh, it's, it, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens, but everybody's saying the angels are so improved. We'll see how that, see how, see how it turns out. What was the losing streak? Was it 17 games last year that they lost in a row early? The one that got Madden fired? Yeah. Somewhere around there, yeah, because Madden got fired. All right, so, so you know, for some reason, people don't follow West Coast baseball. You're, you're going to understand that, Johnny, really this year. Like, the East Coast people say some stuff, and you just go, yeah, you guys have no idea. So, all this stuff about Otani's the MVP and all this stuff about Trout, and you're like – you guys do realize they had the longest losing streak ever in their franchise history. They went from first place to done, got Joe Madden fired. In that time, Otani, stunk, as a two-way player, the greatness, he stunk as a hitter and a pitcher during that time. Trout stunk during that time. And they got their manager fired. And all of a sudden, at the end of the year, Trout hit a bunch of home runs, hit, what, 44. Otani was doing what he was doing. And everybody forgot about how they sunk their battleship at the beginning of the year, and now they're talking about these guys being MVP candidates. And you're like, does everybody forget the losing streak that got the great Joe Madden fired? I hear you, Tony, but look, I can't get on that anti-Otani bandwagon. I mean, here's guys, top three uh, top three players, top three hitters, top three pitchers. I mean, look, I don't care. Uh, you know, a guy. Do you think a guy can be an MVP for a last place team? I mean, what Otani does is something we will never see again. Do you understand that we will never but see? What does what that he matter? Does what does that matter when you lose seventeen? He's he's taking up two positions and he stunk. He stunk the whole time they played bad and they got knocked out of the playoffs. So you're going to tell me in the last two months when they're twenty games out? Oh my God! I mean, that's great, but I, I you know what? I got to tell you, I think it's great. Yes, the unicorn thing, that guy, you're going to sell it and everybody's selling it. That's great. I'm in the business of winning and losing. 
I'm not in the business of people's tradition. I'm not in the business of of what's your legacy. We're in a win-loss business. Baseball gets too romantic. Oh, we've never seen this before. That's great. But they haven't finished 500 since 2015. And last year, remember, Johnny, they were in first place and then lost all those games. But everybody seemed to forget that. We didn't. I understand. So you said you... You think Andre Dawson did not deserve the MVP because he was on a last place Cubs team? I mean, what do you think? You have to be, you have to lead your team to uh, the playoffs to be an MVP? I mean, I think if you're putting up stats on a last place team, you get what we get now. It's called the Hank Aaron Award. What value do you have? What's your value on a last place team? I hear you. I, I just I don't know, bro. I, so if me, you go, like, so let's take another sport. Let's. I love using other sports. If you go out and average the most points on a basketball team, that you're in last place, but you have the highest average because everybody on your team stinks and they just feed you the basketball and you shoot more than anybody else. But at the end of the year, you're now averaging 31 points a game. No one else is close to you. Close. Are you the MVP? Yeah, I, I I hear you on that. No, I, I do hear what you're saying. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I, I can't get on that anti-Otani thing, man. I just, oh, I can't I, hey, Trust me, we're out on an island on this, and I get it. I understand. First of all, if you pitch every one six day, every every six days. Yeah. I, I mean, there because what happens is, and I've, I've broken this down, maybe I'll do this with you. When you start using numbers to fight numbers, when you actually look at the percentage of what a DH plays in, you got to remember, a DH only participates in two out of the nine innings a game because you're, you're not playing defense. You're only there as a hitter. So, really, when you start to look at the percentage of what you participate in, and as a starter, you're only going once every six days, you start to realize the volume isn't as great as you think it is. Now, to me, Otani's great value is how much money he makes you. He's a human ATM for an organization. I think he's worth every penny because of what he makes you. But when you look at the volume of what a player gives you, how much does he participate? It's like Jacob deGrom. If Jacob deGrom's going five innings every five days, he's participating in 12% a week. That's not that big for a team. Yeah, with Otani though, man, I'm telling you, you get, you get if they they find if they finally get some pitching, they get a bullpen, they get a closer, and they can get to the playoffs. You'll you'll see Otani, you'll see Otani shine. You know, look, he's just he's just so good, and that, it's not even romanticizing baseball. Like everybody wants to see what's the next thing, what's the next thing. Enjoy Otani while we have him, right? Like I, I feel like people don't, are, some people aren't appreciating what we have here. Yeah, you're gonna be back. You know, you're going to tell your grandkids down here, you'll be like, I saw Otani play. You saw Otani play. I mean, bro, it's not romanticizing it. I mean, this guy is so valuable for a club. And you put him with a – he's going to be a Dodger probably next year, right? Maybe a Dodger. I don't Maybe. know. Who knows? But Who I'm knows? just saying, like, I think you're downplaying what this guy – how valuable this guy is for a club. And he needs people around him too. You know, he's got Trout and Rendon, but you got to have some pitching too. So, I don't know, man. How many pitchers do you need around him to – I mean – it's like anything else. One guy, you you give me one guy's value, and that that's where I put it up. Once again, if I if I do percentages, if one guy is taking up two spots and he stinks at two spots at one point, he's two bad roster spots for a couple weeks, and your team gets stunk and it gets sunk. 
Otani didn't stink at two spots. First, yes, spot. he yeah, did. Maybe, he he maybe. hit like one seventy nine and went zero for two with a nine ERA during that losing streak. We've done the numbers, okay. Johnny. We've done the numbers. We know, County, but every single. I mean, not, you're going to have little. You can say that about every player. They're going to have little phases where they struggle, right? Little little times. But look at the didn't Aaron value, Judge what? the last two months of the season when everybody on the Yankees went cold? Aaron Judge got hot and carried that team. He carried all nine guys in the order basically for two months. You can't deny the data. <laughs> well, I, I, and look, I, I think I think Judge was the MVP. Obviously, and he was the MVP, right? Like he he led that team. But I'm just saying, just I don't know. It's just let's let's hold off on Otani and let's this guy is doing things that no one will ever do again. And and it's not romanticizing baseball. It's just saying the facts. This guy. He's going to be on a championship club at some point, and then then are you going to climb aboard? What, what do we need, Townie? Uh, I'll make a bet with you that he's not. You'll make a bet with me what? He's not on a championship club. I'm not saying now he is. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember, when you when you come on Ace Cast Live, you got opinions. <laughs> I'll call you on it. I call I Cody on it all. Cody owes me I, a steak dinner from last season. I'll call you. I love it. I, I don't play that you throw stuff out there and don't get called on it. You'll get called on it here, it. and you'll hey, have to I back know, it up I with a big. Hey, you'll have to back it up with a big restaurant bill. Uh, no, I mean, I, Otani is special. There's no question about it. But you know what? He's an angel, so I'm not rooting for him, and I don't want to oh, tell yeah, my no. grandkids anything. And I. Yeah. I got into this with the uh, Angels writer for The Athletic. I started putting numbers to numbers, and he had to be like, well, everybody keeps coming back to me. Oh, it's historic. Yeah, it's historic. But unless you're on a lineup like the Dodgers, where you've got all these other pitchers to help you out, I mean, Johnny, we're talking about going to six-man rotations. Do you realize Mm -hmm. how you're devaluing the starting pitcher and how often a certain pitcher pitches if he only goes once a week? Yeah, no, you bring up a good point. I mean, it's like that's probably where where it's going with some teams, but uh, yeah, I mean, what you that's that, that's, that's part where, of it. That's where tomorrow we're previewing the fish. Sandy Alcantara, his value right now. Corbin Burns, their value as guys that can at least get you over two hundred innings, over thirty starts. That's why Verlander has been so special. Where Clayton Kershaw was years ago. Uh, that. You, if you realize a guy that's only given you 20-something starts and way less than 200 innings, I, I wonder what truly is the value. It's like it's like last year we just talked about it. Getting Scherzer and DeGrom healthy. Well, they got swept in Atlanta at the end of the year with both Scherzer and DeGrom going, so they lost the division. Then Scherzer and DeGrom were healthy for the Padres, and the Padres swept them at City Field, and they're out of the playoffs. So what was yeah. this great value? I know. And it's a different game now, Townie. There's no question the way pitchers are used. It is different. I mean, look, Zach Greinke, when, you know, wins are, di- you know, they look at wins differently now. Greinke won the Cy Young winning 14 games or 13 games several years ago, right? So the way they place value, the way they look at pitchers is very different. I, I get that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, if you can get, as far as DeGrom goes, you get if you can get 23 or 24 starts out of him, uh, you know, if you, you, you would take it. You know, you would take it. You would say, look, 23, 24 starts, stay healthy. The Grom's going to be right? That's what, it, that's what it is now, you know? Yeah, if I was 6'4", I would have played uh, quarterback at UCLA, but I wasn't 6'4". <laughs> that's true. A lot of ifs there, Johnny. You got a lot of ifs. There's a lot of ifs. <laughs> and I'll tell you what about Grinky. 
Grinky's volume has got him to over a 70 war in his career, and it's going to put him in the Hall of Fame. No, there's no question. No question. No, to where exactly I, think, I, think, I think DeGrom's war is like, what, 40, 42, something like that? Because he doesn't have uh, any... Yeah, right now, he's still, wait, he's 34? Still 35. 35? Yeah. Don't, are you anti-DeGrom? You're not anti-DeGrom. I'm not, I'm not a, I, I'm a, I'm a, Jacob DeGrom has thrown one minor league game already after signing this five-year contract. I think it's going to be, oh my God. 40, 43.8 war. Oh, excuse me, 43. And he's 35? Yeah, 30, he'll be 35 in June. Yeah. Do, do you, what, what's, how many, how many starts does DeGrom have the last three years? Uh, the, the answer is 38 over the last three. Yeah, that's what's tough. I mean, guy can't stay yeah. healthy. Yeah. Hey, uh, no, he, Catcher position right now, Pena going to see the guy that did the surgery on him on the wrist. I, I find it interesting. Like, Tyler is still there. But to me, Tyler is the future. And I want to see Tyler always get. So, basically, people are like, is Soderstrom going to make the roster and he's going to be there? And I'm like, well, I mean, I would have him there as a backup catcher. I want him to play every day. What are you thinking? Absolutely. I, I think you want to have Soderstrom play every day. I, what I think, and I don't, what do I know, but I think, uh, and McCann's had a, had a really good, really good spring. You know, when they asked uh, Kotze in the presser the other day, the best surprise at camp, he said uh, Kyle McCann. And, uh, you know, but I think, I predict that I think Pozo is going to be the guy, even, you know, he, he was sent out, but I think Pozo is going to be the guy if Pena can't go, because Pozo does have a little bit of experience. And I think he he would he would back up Langoliers to start the year if and that's just my opinion what I know but I, I think he'll be the guy if Pena can't go uh, to back up um, to back up Langoliers to start the year a little experience and uh, pitchers like throwing to him and it could be McCann but I think the most, McCann doesn't have the experience Pozo seventy four big league at bats I get that but he uh, he has some experience up there in the big leagues so I don't think he'll be uh, overwhelmed or overmatched not that McCann would but I think it's going to be Pozo. Yeah, the backup catcher thing to me, I'm like, to me, Tyler's got to play every day. Yeah. I mean, it's go down with Fran Reardon, play first base, play it every day, and when you do call him up, he's here to stay. It's this, no question. There's no shuttle back to Vegas. You want no, I, you want Tyler to come here and never go back down again. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think it does him good to, to back up and, you know, Play every uh, every th- three or four days. Get get him in Vegas. Get him in rhythm. Get him to play every day. Get him to dominate uh, the hitter friendly Coast League. I mean, look, he's having a he's having a wonderful spring. Soderstrom is, and he's he's comfortable. You can tell he's comfortable up here. But uh, get him get him to Vegas and uh, get him ready. And because as you said, he is the future. So uh, he's a guy that's gonna it's gonna mash up here eventually. Uh, everybody believes, and and uh, so yeah, I think that's that's the plan. Yeah, because I want to see him take an off catcher because, I mean, we know. And we used to talk to Ray Fossey about this, the beloved Ray Fossey, all the time. I mean, catching just beats you up, and Mm -hmm. it shortens your career. I mean, Tyler has the ability, it looks like, and Mike, you know, when we did the interview with him, how much he's filled out since the last Mm -hmm. time we have seen him. I mean, he's just starting to grow into that body, and he's got that perfect size and the body and the power are just going to get better. Like, I don't want to waste that him getting beat up behind the dish. Yeah, plus, the I mean, look, the A's have a really good catcher right now in Shane Langoliers, right? Like, you have – who's got a great future, you know, with the A's. So, I think – I do think that, yeah, that's a good call. I think Soderstrom, when he comes up, be a first baseman and get him in the lineup every day. So, I, I agree with you. 
Uh, you got the can the red hot Kansas City Royals today. Yeah. You know they've lost three in a row, but they're still fourteen and five. We got uh, Stanford's uh, Chris Bubich on the hill uh, today. Throw about 50, 55 pitches. The A's have Waldachuk. I think Aller might go today. So uh, yeah, so this should be uh, this should be fun today. Have you heard anything about Blackburn's nail? I have not. No, okay. I have not. Just what just what you heard, just what from the presser. So I don't know. I don't know how serious it is, or or uh, what the deal is with uh, with that. But hopefully, it's not too serious because look, he he could have been uh, the possibility of being the opening day starter. So that that's uh, that's a setback if he isn't. So hopefully, uh, it's uh, he's he's in here sooner rather than later. Love to have him back. What uh, what has been your opinion on Waldachuk so far this spring? Well, he's he's struggled with his command. He really has. You know, just from what I've. Seen, and the numbers and what, but he just hasn't been able to kind of, you know, and sometimes that happens in, in spring with guys and then they figure it out as you get closer to the end of spring. But he, this is a, a big start for him as he's trying to, you know, he wants to obviously break camp with the big club and, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe he does start in Las Vegas and gets, you know, gets locked in and then comes back up. And, but uh, yeah, this is a big start for him because he hasn't showed the command uh, through the first few starts that I'm sure he wants to and the A's want to see. So this is a this is a big start for him. See what he can do throwing 55 to 60 pitches today. And who are you with today? Uh, the great one, Ken Korak. Nice. So not John. Yeah. So no Johnny Solo. No Johnny Solo today. No uh, Ken Korak is is with us today. And uh, looking forward to calling some baseball with him. The Royals, who we saw earlier uh, earlier in the spring. So this is a nice, this surprise, nice ballpark, man. Really nice. I had, I've never been up here. You know, so, they, I mean, it's, hey, it's they, a hall, but it's They played yesterday. Who did? Kansas City? I know. I know they played. It was strange. There was so much rain in, in the Valley, but they, they were able to get, they were able to get it in. Yeah. So we were like, we were like, we had to look it up. I didn't realize it's 50 miles from Ho-Ho Camp. So obviously it's... Uh, it's, yeah. a, it, it's a pretty good hike. We're like, how did they play? And we got rained out. Yeah, they were they were fine up here. I talked to Jake Eisenberg, the radio voice of the Kansas of the Royals, and he said, "Yeah, we were we were fine. We had some drizzles, but it, it disappeared. So they they were good up here. We got poured. It, it poured last night here too. Did it really? Yeah. That's what you know. They usually get like an inch or two inch. They're getting a lot more rain than they normally get. All right, it's time to play. Know your Royals with the great. Cody, the commander. All right, Johnny, first question. Who was the last Royal to win the AL Cy Young Award? That Grinky. Yeah. That's Grinky 2009. That's correct. All right, follow-up question. How many times has a Royal won the AL Cy Young Award? Oh, wow. That is wow. a good one. Well, you, you know Saberhagen did, obviously, and Grinky. Uh, there's one I'm other guy because Saberhagen did it twice. So the answer is four, so there's one other guy. Oh, one other guy. Uh he was a Paul Splitter. Uh, no. who, who was it? He was he was a hired gun during his day. He got traded to teams to win World Series. Oh man! Oh my God! Uh, should, he, should be in the Hall of Fame. He does television for the Yankees. Start, oh start, got, started started with the Mets. Wait, isn't he on? He's on Sunday Night Baseball. He's on Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, bro, I'm just blanking. I'm sorry. Uh, the, that'd be a David Cohn. David Cohn did? Wow. That's the, right. Good the, for him. The assassin David Cohn. Remember, he would get traded to Toronto. He'd get traded to the Yankee. I mean, yeah. you traded for David Cohn 
to win the World Series. But you yeah. got two out of the three. Uh, okay. Who was the last Royal to win the AL MVP award? Who am I? Last Royal to win the most valuable. Is it, is it Brett? Yes. George Brett? George I was Brett. about to say, don't overthink it. The great yeah, George yeah. Brett, 1980. Yeah, yeah. I am the winningest manager in Royals history. Pride of Sacramento. Pride of Sacramento. It Pride is. Pride of uh, Sacramento. Oh, man. Johnny. Dick Hauser. Johnny, Dick Hauser. Johnny, your hometown, baby. No, it's embarrassing. <laughs> not, not, Dick, not Dick Hauser. I thought huh? this was a layup. It's, it is not. <laughs> this guy won a World Series with him. I don't know. It's eight years, seven years ago. Eight years ago. Pride of Sac. Uh, Whitey Herzog. Just kidding. I'm kidding. Who is who is it? Uh, Ned Yost. Gosh. Dang it. Oh, God. The pride so of sack, baby. All right, last I one. That's, that's terrible. It's a year. What year did Kauffman Stadium open? Ooh. I was one years old. Oh, well, by the way, happy birthday, Tony. Thank you very much. Yeah, happy birthday. Um uh you were if you were one, uh, it, it was it was it's 19... a year it's a year the A's won the World Series. Oh, 1972. One more, one more. 1973. There you go. <laughs> so I I don't think we'll talk to you till next uh, what? next Monday because Johnny's got the day off tomorrow. Day off for Do we Johnny. We have the day off tomorrow. No, we're off Monday. We're off Monday. Yeah, there's an off day for the team. What? Yeah, that's right. So we'll talk to you when we play the. Oh boy. Uh, which? Yeah, it's yeah. Know your angels. Uh-oh, know your oh, halos. Here we go, here we go. Here know we go. your halos. Right. I'm coming strong at Rendon. Every answer is going to be Mark Langston or Mark Gubaza. I'm going to tell you why <laughs> Trout's not a Hall of Famer. I'm going to be ripping Nolan Ryan, Tim Salmon. I'm coming after all those clowns. Jim all right, here we go. Jim Edmonds, who am I missing? Troy Gloss. Troy Gloss. Now, who is uh, le- outfielder, left-hander? Oh, Darren Erstad. No, the one that killed us. Did Darren Erst or no? Garrett Anderson. Garrett Anderson. No. Yes, Garrett Anderson. Garrett I'm coming Anderson. after all of them. I'm coming after okay. Sosha. I'm crushing. I'm crushing the Rally Monkey next time. Be ready for me to crush those a holes down south. This yeah, I'm, is, no, I'm no Angel fan. I'm no Angel. This fan. is this no is Disney a- anymore, my friend. We're not. This isn't a Disney prince. I'm coming after the Angels on all Tuesday. Right. All right, buddy. Good to see you guys. I'm sweating. I'm so fired up right now. Let's go, Ace and Roy. This, hey, this is this is a preview, right? This is the best team in the Cactus League right now. Fourteen and five. Have the happy have birthday, a, buddy. Have happy a, birthday. Enjoy, enjoy it. Have a good weekend. All right. Thanks, you too, brother. Johnny D with the uh, Hall of Famer Ken Korak right here on A's Cast Live. Yeah, I don't think people are ready for my anti-angel hate. Everybody wants me to sit back and kiss the ring of Otani. Kiss the ring of Trout. I'm not doing it. Who else is – Win something. Who else? Win something. There's Tim Salmon. There's Darren Erstad. Garrett Anderson was the one. Sean, Sean Figgins. Oh. Joan. Joan Figgins. Don't, don't forget uh, – don't you dare forget David Eckstein. That's World Series MVP David yeah. Eckstein. Good, he was a good player. But, I mean, I guess you – is it insulting him by saying when we say good little player – Wow. A great player. career. He walked away with the Corvette. He won the MVP, if you remember, of that uh, Cardinals World Series. Last time I checked, he was working in the Pirates organization as a coach or something. He was. I don't know if he still is. 
what's the uh what's the big right hander who's uh buddies with Millar who was a rookie and started for the Angels in game seven? John Lackey. Lackey pitched for the Red oh, Sox. Oh, don't you dare hate on Jared Washburn. What about Troy Percival? Forgot about K Rod. K Rod. Oh, I'm coming down K Rod's <laughs> road. What a bad guy he was. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing but angel hate on Tuesday. <laughs> you guys all want to kiss their butts, tell them how great they are. I'm not in. So today's game, you can listen. The coverage starts at 1 on AceCast, athletics.com slash AceCast, and a nine, uh, Bloomberg 960 AM. Tomorrow's game against the Giants will be on t- on MLB.tv, athletics.com, NBC Sports app, So you can, and also AceCast and Bloomberg. So, But today, radio only. Um, and streaming, Ace Cast and Bloomberg 960 AM against the Royals. I have the lineup: Nick Allen short, Esty Ruiz in center, Ramon in right, Brent Rooker who could make the team at DH, Kevin Smith at third, Pache in left, Kyle McCann at catcher, Dermis Garcia back at first, and Pablo Reyes at second, yeah, and Walter Chuck on the mound. You know we're also going to be talking about yeah. You see how much Shohei Otani strikes out? Yeah, he does strike out a lot. He also strikes a lot of people out. Yeah, but he only pitches five innings. Yeah, well, six-man rotation. Yeah. So Pitch five A's. innings every six days. I think we're going to we're have to talk about that tomorrow, too, because A's are still going to use six-man rotation and Blackburn's not in there. Okay, well, Waldachuk might be in the rotation by I mean, default. How about Otani hitting 257 and 270? Are we, oh, my God, incredible. <sighs> Overrated. Overrated. 34 bombs, 95 RBIs, and strikes out 161 times. That's a lot of strikeouts. That's a lot of strikeouts. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do everything I can. Charles strikes out a lot, too, though. Huh? Charles strikes out a lot, too. He stinks. Wow. I mean, there's a reason why they have no Captain wanna... America now. The guy can't win a playoff game, and he's now Captain America. But he, but he, ca- he put Team USA on his back and carried us to a win versus – Columbia yesterday. I almost forgot who they played. Guy's been to more Eagles playoff games than his own team's playoff games. He's seen more Eagles playoff wins and he's seen <laughs> wins in Angels playoff history. It's not their fault. It's not Draymond's fault. It's not Shoei's fault. It's not Todd. Don't, don't get me started on They lost another road game last night. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. No, nope, we're going to pay him all this money, but it's not their fault. No, this Angel love fest is over. It's every I year. will not stand for it. Every year. A's and Royals next, and we'll see you tomorrow right here on A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.